So kia ora and welcome everyone to a, another episode of the Kiwi Running Show. It's been a little while since we last tuned in and um, Stefan, welcome welcome back to the show. It's good to have you on the line. Yeah, good to be here, mate. I've um, found 20 minutes or so out of my busy schedule recently to sit down, so yeah. let's crack on. Oh, <laughs> life is definitely full on, on both sides of the Tasman, it sounds. It's just, we're in this silly season, eh? We, like, oh, it, it's hard to hard to get in your, in your runs, let alone record a podcast. <laughs> yeah, hard to get anything done. Sometimes yeah. I don't even feel like getting the work done that I'm doing, but... <laughs> Maybe we need to start doing this podcast on the run. I just like tune in on Skype. Yeah. We could both be just running. A, just a bunch of <laughs> a bunch of heavy breathing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Has been runners talking about running. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, um, there's been a bit bit around the country happening, and I suppose for the locals is probably the two the two big events have been the the Auckland Marathon and the Queenstown Marathon. So the the north and the south. So let's um let's start with the Auckland Marathon. And this is a name I don't know if you've come across this guy um, who took the race out, Isaiah Bain. Have you come across that name? No. Yeah. So he's no. an, apparently he's an Eritrean. Um, and moved to Australia. I don't know if he's like a refugee or. Um, oh, yeah, was he the guy who got second last year or something? Possibly, yeah. Uh, I recognise the name and story now. Yeah, yeah. I think I think he came over last. Yeah, he went over last year and got second or third or something. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he came back and took the win with a solid two nineteen. Man, that's that's flying. But um, what was encouraging him just behind him um was michael boss in a really solid 222 on that course um mm. and then nicholas sansuri um sansiri i think in 223 so i don't i don't recognize that name either but maybe maybe he's another one of your aussie mates is he from there i haven't heard no. sounds le- le- less aussie um named <laughs> yeah <laughs> Was that Michael's first marathon? No, he's run a couple before, hasn't he? I think so. Um, yeah, let me. That's great on the Auckland course. Like you whack off a few minutes off that on a flat course, easy. Yeah, yeah. Like that first half is it takes it out of you. Just those ups and downs on the North Shore, and then everyone knows about yeah. the bridge. But yeah, um, have yeah, you, you got the have you run that course before? I've done done the half. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you think the downhill is going to be nice after coming up that hill, but it's probably worse than the up. Yeah, and I feel like all the hills are kind of in the wrong places. Like you get those just little ups and downs at the start that you don't even notice because you're fresh. Yeah. Oh, I reckon that first five k is the hardest part of the race. Yeah, yeah. Like there's just so many short little things that you don't notice if you're jogging, yeah. but when you're running like PB pace, um, yeah, definitely. Definitely gets you. Um, so that was a PB by Michael Voss. I'm going to click through and see if he's done any any others. Um, let me see progressions. If anyone wants to wants to see what people are doing and uh, kind of 
do their uh, their homework on their opposition. You can look up the ANZ rankings, and as long as you're a Athletics New Zealand registered runner, you've got all sorts of stats and race results there. So he's um, he's done a two forty six back in twenty eighteen. So I imagine he was just jogging that one, or had a major blowout. Um, but Voss. Yeah, that was Michael Boss. Where, so where was that at? So that was the Rotorua Marathon in twenty eighteen. Um, oh yeah. So jog, yeah. jogged that or yeah, had a massive blow up. <laughs> yeah. Cause like that's four minute K's essentially. So it could have been yeah. just a Sunday training run. Just a long, long run. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, so no, 222. Great, great. Solid. And he's got a one Oh five from the gold coast earlier to his half marathon. So yeah, that's, he's probably got a few minutes there that he could, he could improve that marathon potentially. Yeah. Get another Be young. Pretty young bloke too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is twenty-two. Builder, I'm pretty sure as well. Yeah, but does manual labour all day. Gets out and hammers the miles still. Yeah, well coached by Kim Stevenson, who we who we've had on the show before. Um, yeah. So, so that was the boys on the girls' side of the race. We had Hannah Wells, who is uh, going to be on the show later in in the show um, in this episode. Hopefully, I'm I'm heading up to Tauranga at the weekend, and so I'm hoping to catch up with her and um, sit down for a little interview. So, um, but she is a really successful triathlete and just in between seventy point threes, jumped into uh, the Auckland Marathon and took out the win. Solid man. Um, so she she ran a two fifty um, marathon to take the win, and then just behind her was Mel Aitken, another runner who's does plenty of racing. Like seriously, if you follow Mel Aitken's Instagram, um, you would think like she's living in a different time time zone, like <laughs> where <laughs> typical recovery periods just don't apply. Because <laughs> um, yeah. I I raced um, when was it? late October and I like it. we're in late November now and I'm still recovering. Um, I'm just getting the bounce back into my legs. Um, but I'm sure like Mel Aitken you're, you're does. Li- you're living in Taranaki now though, mate. You're just co- coasting away on the beach there, living the dream life. Yeah. yeah nothing too hard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like me, mate, I just kick the feet up in Wollongong, go down to the <laughs> Beaches, just relax. Yeah, I say, oh yeah, I'm in recovery mode. Yeah, <laughs> Tape, taper yeah. mode. I'm in, I'm in full time recovery mode. Yeah. Great excuse for not hitting an effort workout. So yeah, Malakin was three minutes behind Hannah um, in two fifty three, and then Sonny Cameron in three oh two. So that was the Auckland Marathon, and then over in the half, there was a great battle. Good old Ollie Chignall with the um, reigning. Um, the reigning cross-country, New Zealand cross-country champ, Cam Graves, they ran head-to-head, and I think Ollie just came through with a little sneaky kick on the home straight and and took it by two seconds. So Ollie won in 105.49, and then Cam was two seconds behind. Um, and good lineup. We had quite a few guys under 110, which is always cool to see. And then over... Yeah. Um, yeah, over with the woman, it was Lisa Cross, who I think won this race a couple of times. Um, so she won in one eighteen, and then Katrina Andrew in one twenty two, and Karen Donaldson Barron. And I know Brad Barron listens to the show, so um, well done to the Barron family on the one twenty four. Um, solid, 
think Cam a message after the race just saying that you must enjoy getting out kicked on that course, mate. Because <laughs> the last the last time he <laughs> raced, it, I, I kicked him out of the medals. <laughs> Did you? <ya? laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Awesome. He, he he took it in his stride. He's uh he's been doing some good things since then. Yeah, rub some salt in the wound. No, he, yeah, he's <laughs> been having he's been having a good year, and I'm looking forward to seeing what him and Ollie can do on the track this year. I hope they hope they line up some five Ks together, and we we'll see a yeah. good little. I know that Cam. I know that Cam's doing Zatapak. Um, oh, I'm not too sure if Ollie's going to be doing that or not, but that that'd be a good one for be great if both of them are in it yeah and also i should mention because we've mentioned some of these guys quite a few times this year dan belchin was in third um sort of another minute back and then christopher dryden another minute back from them and then aaron pulford um a couple of minutes back in 109 so um i would have expected a little bit more from aaron having just won the new zealand 10k road title um, about mm. six weeks earlier, so I'm not sure if he just had an off day there. Um, but yes, yeah, a really good lineup. Good, great to see a lot of the regular domestic runners getting out there and and um, battling it out on the on the bridge. Yeah, Very cool. That's good. Good results. Um, then we can skip forward to the Queenstown Marathon. I'm just trying to find where I had it open somewhere, somewhere around here. Might need to edit looked this like bit it, out. Looked like looked like there was a fair bit of rain this year. Um, that marathon was it down in Queenstown? Yeah, yeah, it did look pretty wet. I, from what I heard, it maybe it dried up um, part way Is through. There, I, um, I saw a couple of different Strava profiles, and it's always it's so funny reading Strava profiles because it just kind of I don't know. There's different characters i guess and how they interpret things but like one i remember reading one and they're like oh so much rain terrible conditions and then <laughs> another one was like a lot of rain but real fast underfoot and i was like oh didn't see that that bad maybe they just had a good run and they were all good whereas the other one struggled more and blamed everything on the condition <laughs> yeah kind of like me when i ran it and snapped my achilles i had all sorts of things to <laughs> say about the course <laughs> <laughs> it's like I think it's just typical of any runner, right? Anyone that's ever run a race, yeah, yeah. Something, something that's stuffed it up. Yeah, totally. So um, I have tracked down the results. So never fear, everyone. Google has has worked for me. So the win was taken out by um, a guy called Fabi Downs, and I just did a little Google. And I believe he's from the UK. Um, so maybe UK or so Switzerland. So a guest came down and took it out in 2.28. And then a couple of minutes back, Hiro Tanamoto, um, 2.31 um, for second place. And then our good friend John o. Jackson came through with a 2.38. And um, that sort of t- typifies, like, John o has consistently hit that sort of 2.30 or sub 2.30 mark. And I think that's a good sign of how much harder this course is to your your typical, um, let's say, Christchurch or even Auckland. Um, I think you can probably add a four or five minutes on uh, for most runners. Um, yeah, there are a few little niggly hills. And then in the ladies' side of the race, it was Margie Campbell taking out the win in 2.54 and Sonia Cameron in 3.10. Um, and in third place, Carly Doyle in 3.11. 
And then over in the half marathon, Dan Belchin, 108 for the win, won it comfortably five minutes ahead of Chris Stunnell in second place. And then Brett Tingay in 114. Um, and then over in the girls, uh, in the half marathon, Jess Kickstra in 126, Laura Hollyoak in 127, and Anika Grogan in 128. And a lot of those times as well, I'm sort of looking at, I was thinking that they are pretty slow. So maybe it was a slow day at the office. Yeah, it's hard to, it's always hard, hard to, to tell with running, isn't it? Yeah. And often Queenstown's one of those funny ones where you, you can't really go by the results. Um, I remember we had that guy on about a year ago with the um, the comparison, like if you run this time in Auckland, you know what would it mean for the times in different different <laughs> yeah. places? And yeah. Queenstown was consistently slow. Um, but I also wonder if that's because a lot of people go there just for the weekend away, and you know, weekend away with the girls or the boys, and. Um, yeah, a few too many yeah. beers the night before. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the other race that we've had on recently is the uh, this really cool night uh, in Wellington of 10,000 metre running, um, which is really set up for people to run PBs on the track. And um, as Wellington is very good at doing, it turned on some wind, um, which... At that Newtown Park, as I'm sure you'll know, Stefan, somehow gives you a headwind on the home straight and the back straight all at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's just the most brutal. Been, been victim of that a few times before. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so, but nevertheless, Hamish Carson came through for the win in the elite race um, in a time of 29.39. So that is... Um, phenomenal in the wind and he had to do a fair amount of it fair amount of it solo he had some pacing but um obviously the pacer can't go all the way or else they'd win the he, race he went to <laughs> he went to seven k or so though, I oh, think. far out was, yeah was that ollie chicknell who did that yeah. yeah yeah he had a fair bit of help <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'm sure he won't mind me saying that yeah um, seemed like he did uh he, he was on i think pace for about 29.10 or something through halfway. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so played it a bit over the back half, but 10Ks cool. are tough no matter who's doing the work, man. <laughs> yeah, so 29.39. But the big news was Sally Gibbs um, got a new age group world record. So in the women's 55 to 59, she ran 36.46 in windy conditions, which is... WR. So amazing, yeah. So um, that was sort of the big party atmosphere. And I, I remember I just saw a clip of her finishing and, like, she's finishing down the finishing shoot while other guys that she's lapping, you know, these fit-looking young guys still got another lap to go, probably half her age. Um, and, yeah, so she's pretty phenomenal and such a, um, such a great personality to have in the sport. It's awesome. That's pretty much the domestic stuff. What's been happening in the world of running, Stefan? Um, obviously, after they had uh, you know the big kind of marathon season, there it's been fairly quiet um, since then. A lot of, I guess, uh, controversial news about shoes and doping and all that kind of <laughs> stuff. Um, no, no Kiwis involved, which is good. <laughs> um, oh, it's, but, cra- uh, it's crazy, isn't it? Like what's been happening yeah. with Alberto Salazar and. Nike and 
Mary Kane coming out talking about um, emotional abuse and oh, it's yeah. um yeah it's like a Mate, the one big the old one bomb's gone off. Yeah. And the one the one thing that I've always been consistent with is like there's always two sides to a story. So it's like yeah. you're always gonna hear things and I mean yeah, you you don't know what's quite going on in different areas that you take take it with a grain of salt and believe what you want to believe and block out what you want to block out and I think that's it. people make a an assumption or come to an answer based off um the information they're provided I guess um but yeah all very interesting stuff not or not obviously positive but um hopefully things that can be addressed and better managed and looked after and monitored um, to create a better environment in the sport. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's it a tricky one, eh? Bad um, state of affairs at the moment. Yeah. And for those who don't know, like the big news is that Alberto Salazar, who's, you know, been the coach, the coach of Mo Farah and Galen Rupp and most recently Stefan Hassan, who's just dominated the 1500 and the 10K double at the World Champs. Um, so he's been... He's had his effectively his been, coaching license banned or stripped. Yeah, and, he's been yeah. banned, but he's allowed to appeal. So he's yeah. banned in the meantime until he's allowed to appeal, allowed to appeal. And then Nike have shut down the Nike Oregon project as well. Um, although I'm saying that Pete Julian, who's the other coach, is continuing on with the other athletes. Still, they're all still sponsored by Nike. They're just going to be like a different name, really. Um, but it'd be I interesting that, to see if those other ones more closely involved with Alberto will end up going and being coached with Pete or not. Yeah. Um, I noticed uh, Jordan Hase was one of those athletes and she's kind of just doing her own thing back home, but being advised by Paula Radcliffe now. Yeah. Which, yeah. Um, interesting. Yeah. There's another whole interesting story in itself. There's plenty of people yeah. that don't think she's clean. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah. So there's all that <laughs> happening as well. Yeah, it's it's. I think what I find sad about it is, like the way. I mean, I haven't read all the documents, but the way it's sort of it's been communicated to the media, like there's no, no one, no athlete has been found like tested positive mm. for doping. So it's not like any of his athletes have been, um, you know, under the question mark. It's more his yeah. practices, um, which yeah. that's super interesting in itself because it's like yeah. well. Yeah, I don't know what to believe on that side. Like, yeah, you could open up a whole can of worms if you start start yeah. up talking about that. You'd, you would think that there's someone been involved with something if the head coach has been, like, just wouldn't make sense otherwise. Like, yeah, why else would you so. be doing it? Even if you're yeah. testing something to get a result, you don't test something first and then not implement that. People test things to then do things <laughs> yeah yeah otherwise it wouldn't otherwise what's the point of doing it right yeah like, and i think one of his <laughs> his big defenses is he was using on his maybe his kids like um who i assume are, are adults um like testing some sort of testosterone cream that you could <laughs> you could rub on and then seeing if that could be used like to sabotage one of his athletes um but it's like so that's the um, that's the excuse that's been put out there, but like if that's real and that's an excuse, that. <laughs> yeah, if that's real, if that's real, 
that almost that says to you like how bloody um what's the word i'm looking for like how much anxiety does that guy live with yeah if yeah. that's like, if that's real like it's just like that's unreal like that's just <laughs> something that who else is thinking of that shit it's just, <laughs> and it's, it's like if, if you're going to do something that out there um why not go to usada and say like this is what i want to do i'd like to include I think some he, of your researchers I, and... I think he did do things like that though okay i don't i don't know if it was with usada but he uh, like he definitely consulted with people and that's how it all kind of came out i guess yeah. it's not like he was just doing it in his shit and not telling anyone about it like he definitely was trying to find the right way to do it but it's still well it's still messed up yeah yeah <laughs> still messed up. um it's... but going back to i guess um i was gonna I was, how about we cover off just a, on, on more of a positive note a couple of yeah. three <laughs> before we go down a rabbit hole <laughs> yeah international results that have happened um yes. one of them being um the most well the biggest event in um, cross country and NCAAs is the national champs that they just had um, yep. over the weekend. Um, I think you've got a few results in front of you that you might yeah. want to rattle off there. For so I guess the big disappointment from the New Zealand side of things, we've got a few Kiwis running for NAU and um, obviously Matt Baxter used to run for Northern Arizona as well. And the, I think they were on the back of th- uh, three straight wins or was it four yep, straight yeah, three wins. So they were the hot favourites going in, um, led by Geordie Beamish, um, who won the regionals uh, the week or two before the nationals, and um, also with Theo Quacks. So we were hoping that NAU could come away with the title. Unfortunately, they slipped to second, and it looks like Geordie didn't quite have the race that maybe he was hoping for, so he came home with a 37th. And then um, Theo Quacks in 151st. And the other Kiwi I spotted down in the list was Sam Tanner in uh, 233rd place. Um, so, do you, Stefan, do you want to put these places in context? Because a lot of people will be thinking, what, Sam Tanner is our national 1500 metre champion. He came 233rd. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I guess with. Um I mean, yeah, I, I can't really comment too much in terms of how their actual races went, but I guess more in terms of place, like, you know, a guy like Geordie, yeah, like 20 seconds and all of a sudden you're in the top 10, you know? Like, it's just, yeah. the depth is unreal. Like, there's guys coming in one after the other. It's, you, all you need to do is maybe have a slight off day and you're bloody 50 places back, you know? And and then totally. even looking, um, I think I it can was tell really... You. Um, sorry, wasn't I can't there only? T- I was going to say, correct me if I'm wrong, but yeah. wasn't there only 40 seconds between even Geordie and um, Theo, or was it yes, more than um, that? But, that well, but, that's, but there was over 100 places. Yeah, so I was going to say it is 20 seconds between Geordie Beamish and 10th, exactly 20 seconds. Um, there you go. So like you're bang on. And then if I scroll down to 151st, uh, Theo Quacks. <laughs> And thirty-two twenty compared to a thirty-one eighteen. Um, so this okay, is so a, about a minute, a minute, and it's yeah. over a hundred places, which is still incredible. So that's two um, and a half people every second crossing the finish line. Yeah, yeah, in mud. Yeah, yeah they're all just they're all just yeah sprinting and one after the other. Yeah, um, and that's where you like it. It's important, obviously, for the team point side of things. But I, I mean, I was looking at it and. 
I, I don't think they'd be disappointed. Um, a little bit disappointed that they didn't win. But mm. again, it's just like the team that won BYU, that inc- like incredible team themselves. You know, like every guy yeah. can bloody run under 14 minutes for 5K. You know, it's just like that's your worst bloke on the team. Um, and they're a bit um, lucky in terms of their they got guys that go off and do their Mormonship or whatever it is and come back and run their final year and they're like 27 years old or something. So it's like, <laughs> True. It's, <I> see. <laughs> they're, they're like full-grown bloody adults. But um, yeah. yeah, so they'll probably be a little bit disappointed, but I'm sure they'll move past that okay. Um, and a guy like Sam Tanner, um, I don't know. See, I think he had a couple of like solid runs throughout the season, but um, I can't imagine that he would have you know, placed too much emphasis on the – he had a really long summer. Like we all saw what he was doing week after week throughout the whole summer season and through to, you know, April or whenever it was. And yeah, he would have had to have a pretty decent break and, you know, moving away from home first year over there and all that jazz. Um, I, I wouldn't be kind of too worried about it um, in the grand scheme of things. And Hopefully we know he that he just take, takes it on the chin and gets into um, a bit of indoor and outdoor track season. Totally. And we know that he his mileage is pretty low. We had his coach, Craig Kirkwood, on the on the show a few months ago and he was saying that yeah, he definitely doesn't crank out hundred mile a week. So um ten K ten K cross country. That, yeah. that would be his first ten K cross country ever, I'd say. Yeah. Because what he races six K across you when he's over here, probably ran yep. a handful of eight eight K ones. That's a yeah. big difference. Huge totally. difference. Absolutely. And if I was his coach in the States, I'd be focusing him on the the indoor and outdoor season. It'd be, be about Keep it, keeping the mileage low and working with what was working on the track. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and I think in the on the women's side, I think I saw Olivia Burden was back in about 60th spot or something. Oh, um, let me do it. Let me do a search. Only, yeah, it was the only name I was kind of um, yes. familiar with, but I can imagine there's other Kiwis over there that um, I have just been under the rock a bit with in terms of knowing names. No, you're right. So Lily Lily Burden um, in her senior year at Washington State. Uh, no, sorry, just Washington, Washington University, 21-21 um, for the 6K, so in 118th place. So solid. Um I hope we haven't missed any other Kiwis. The, unfortunately, yeah, have, they, yeah, unfortunately sure they don't, don't give us the show. country. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, <I'm> joking. <laughs> and just the other news, um, we talked about Mel Aitken before racing heat. She went over to the Xterra Trail Champs, which is held in Maui, I want to say, in Hawaii. Um, so she got third um, at the World Trail Champs. So that was really good. And oh, we nice. also had a bunch of Kiwis at the World Mountain Running Champs in, was it Patagonia? Um, so those results are around somewhere. Um, mm. I wish hard I had to find them. those ones. They are very hard <laughs> yeah. to find. I wish I had them right on hand. I had yeah. a, um, a brief one I wanted to mention too, just as a bit of a, a shout out to a few local boys that um, I've had discussions with before and they, they're all going really well in Melbourne, but um, was uh, a trio of guys in a 5K race. I think it was the Vic Champs. Um, and Julian Oakley placed second in that behind James Hansen. So um, James Hansen's one of the top Australian middle distance runners over here. Um, and I think he ran about 14 flat. Uh, awesome. And then 
I think it was Ben Moynihan was the next one in about 14.11 for a PB um, or, or around that time. Might have been even a snuck under 14.10. Um, and then it was Josh Maisie as well who had a decent PB and he, I think, ran about... 14.16. Four, 14.16 yep. or 14, yeah. So some really good results by those guys. Um, obviously with Josh focusing more on the longer stuff is a great result for... Uh, him and then um, both Julian and, and Ben are more middle distance guys, um, well, mid, middle to 5K guys. So good, solid results for them also. Totally. Yeah. Um, and the other little piece of news, and this is quite exciting as far as the summer coming up, is the Athletics New Zealand's announced a partnership with Sky Sport. Um, and it's sort of part of a New Zealand sport collective where sports like hockey and swimming and gymnastics, you know, those kind of those sports that don't get the coverage of the, the rugby's and the crickets, they've sort of pulled their resources together and gone to Sky and say, um, look, let's do a deal. Um, and so Sky is going to be helping with the production broadcast of pretty much all the key um, key events coming up over the next little while. I'm trying to trying to see which ones it'll be. But I know for a fact that the New Zealand Secondary Schools Champs, which is on not this weekend, but the next, so the 7th and the 8th of December, um, will be live on the Sky Sport Next YouTube channel. So, um, And some of the coverage will also be going out onto their um, Sky Sport channels and free-to-air on Prime as well. So that is, that's cool news to see athletics getting more and more out there. So the little call to action that they're saying is on your YouTube app, just um, make sure you subscribe to Sky Sport Next YouTube and that's where you'll be able to, where you'll be able to follow all the, all the action. So I imagine it'll be all like your, your classics, your Capital Classic and Pirate Classic and all those um, key meets and then national champs, uh, national track and field champs um, and yep. then cross country and road. So um, all the key domestic events in the calendar will be on that platform. Yeah, nice. I think I saw a Sky slash TV1 deal free to air for the Tokyo Olympics or something next year as well. Yeah, so I think what it is is like Sky is going to have a ridiculous amount of channels, like maybe 12 different channels, and then TVNZ has also got the rights to broadcast basically 24-7, but just on the one channel, um, oh, yeah. free to air. So oh, yeah. that's, that's, cool. that's really cool. Um, yeah. see if we can uh, track down some baby boomers to get their, their Sky Sports subscription. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so it, it's good. Bringing athletics to the people um, is good, good, good news. So um, after we'll take a quick break and then hopefully I'll be back with um, Dr. Hannah, Hannah Wells, who is your Auckland Marathon champion and also a really up and coming uh, elite triathlete as well um, and not afraid to dabble in the running races so thanks for tuning into the show stick around for the interview and stefan will catch up with you next time yeah mate hopefully with some um red hot track news coming our way soon absolutely the summer season starts very soon yeah. track is yeah, back mate. <laughs> it's back <laughs> 
really happy to have on the show Hannah Wells um, in her to- lovely Tauranga uh, home here. Um, so thanks for joining the show. And, and how are the legs after the big race over in Sydney? Um, thanks for having me. Um, yeah. Legs are pretty good, actually. Yeah, yeah. Um, seem to be mostly recovered now. Uh, had a few days easy after the race, uh, oh. particularly with travel. Obviously, didn't train for a, a day or two there. Um, yeah. And yeah, now I'm back into it. Yeah. yeah. So um, obviously, most people listening will. Um, Perhaps know you as a runner because you won the Auckland Marathon recently. Um, but let's let's take it right back to the start. Just rewind, and yeah. so kind of when when did this distance um, endurance sport thing become a thing? Or um, did you have a sporting background as a kid? Or yeah. Uh, so when I was a kid, I actually played a lot of team sport. Cool. I wasn't doing any um, endurance sport yeah. or running or anything like that specifically um so i played netball and volleyball mostly um yep. but pre- basically tried to do any sport i could come across uh, i yep. loved all sport cool. as a kid. uh and i got into triathlon mm-hmm. um after so i was at university uh playing netball and volleyball for the massey a team nice was that um, palmy palmy oh, I'm yeah a massey alumni oh, as go. well so, um, <laughs> yeah. very cool um and I got an injury, so yeah. and that was actually the thing, my first injury that I'd ever had. Yeah. Um, so my coach said, start swimming to nice. try and keep yeah. your fitness up. I couldn't run at the time or anything. Uh, so I started swimming, and I met the triathlon club at the pool. Awesome. And so I started swimming with them, and then next thing I know, I've quit volleyball and netball, yeah, and now yeah. I'm a triathlete. Far out. So did you, did you like, do the school cross-country and stuff at, uh, um, at school? Or I did. Did you have any inklings that there might be some hidden talent in there maybe i i always did the cross country i always did athletics um i never trained specifically for them but i always did quite well um ended up going to like the inter-regional champs never did any any good there because there were obviously kids who actually did running (laughs) as a sport and i didn't um but always was yeah up there and just loved being involved to be honest cool um yeah but didn't really get into it until I was at the end of my degree. Yeah. yeah. And so why, um, like, obviously you had the interest in ball sports, um, yeah. volleyball and netball. <laughs> like, why the, the complete shift? Like, I, I'm guessing at some point you got over your injury. Um, yeah, yeah. And was there that temptation or did you just kind uh, of en- enjoy I think I was, what it was giving you? I was starting to get a little bit over... Um, like I had played net, played netball for about thirteen years at that point. Yeah, um, yeah, and I think I was just getting a bit bored of it. Yeah, and I kind of liked the, I guess, freedom of individual sport and that you can do whatever you want and cool. you just yeah, it's up to yeah. you, um, and you can pick what races you want to do and yeah. Yeah, I enjoy. I started to enjoy that, so um, yeah, made the change. Totally. Yeah, it seems to be quite a common one, especially people kind of in their thirties or even forties mm. who have played team sport their whole life, and then yeah. suddenly they discover like running yeah. or like triathlon, and it's like far out. Now I can just focus on my own performance, and yeah. you know, there's not that um, feeling like you're le- either letting down the team or yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Cool. So. Um, that was sort of in university? Yeah. Um, and so how, how many years ago was that, if we put a timeline? Um, so I would have been around 23. 
yeah. and now I'm 29. So, so, six so only six years. Yeah, six, maybe a little bit over six years, yeah. Yeah, mm. cool. And so when did it start to become this thing, like, oh, far out, I'm, I'm actually at the front of the race? Uh, <laughs> or was that right from the start? No, no, I, uh, of course I raced, yeah. raced as an age grouper to start with, yeah, um, yeah. being new into the sport. And I was actually doing Xterra triathlon, which awesome. is off-road, and... Yeah. Um, and really enjoyed that. Went to World Champs, which is in Maui, a couple yep. of times. Did quite well in my age group, but a fourth and a second. Wow. Nice. Um, and then I went to multi-sport, and I did coast-to-coast. Uh, I did do a couple of half Ironman races in there as well uh, yep. as an age grouper. Um, how was your kayaking? Was that I really enjoyed. Yeah, I, I learned pretty – I didn't have a whole lot of time to learn because I actually broke yeah. my um, mountain biking the year that I decided to do coast-to-coast. Oh, dear. Yeah. <laughs> so I just started training in the kayak. Just sit all. in the boat yeah, and yeah, the rubber tape in. <laughs> you could almost do that. Um, but I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it was cool. good. Um, but that was sort of a one-and-done for me, the coast to coast thing. Uh, loved it though. Such awesome. a great experience. Would highly recommend it. Um, but it was sort of after that, I got back into racing triathlon yep. and decided to move into the half iron distance. And then, so that coast to coast was February. And then the following uh, September, I raced my first race as a pro in nice. half iron distance racing. Yeah. And that's been your thing ever since? since yeah. Yep. You're enjoying that seventy point three yeah, distance. Yeah, cool. Good. Yeah. So talk us through that uh, that first win. I know you've had a, a couple of pretty stellar victories this year. Yeah. Um, but when was that first one where you're like, wow, here it here it is. Things are clicking. Uh, so this year has probably been uh, quite a, an improvement in performance for me. Yeah. So I started the year in of racing in January, actually cool. here in Tauranga at the Tauranga Half Ironman. Yeah. Uh, and that was my first professional win. Awesome. Yeah. Um, and cool to be on your yeah, home Yeah, and at home yeah. it was awesome. Yeah. So that was really special. Um, and then I raced Challenge Wanaka a month later yeah. and won that one as well. Wow. Uh, and, then actually, and then since then I've raced Sunshine Coast 70.3 and Western Sydney 70.3 and won those. So you, you haven't lost... No, I haven't. Yeah. <laughs> but don't jinx you me because I'm racing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Topo, Topo, that's yeah. um, next up. Yeah. Yeah. And eight cool. days. So. Wow. Yeah. Straight back into it. Yeah. So, do you find that you bounce back reasonably quickly? I mean, triathlon's slightly different to running. running. Yeah. But having said that, you just ran the Auckland Marathon not so yeah. long ago. But uh, do you find you're one of those athletes who does bounce back? I'm still kind of learning because yeah. uh, I don't have a huge history in in the sport. Yeah. Um, so this is this will be the, the first time that I've raced two half iron distance races two weeks apart. Yeah. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how it goes. I think I should be fine though. Um, cool. Just going off training and how quickly I can recover from hard training sessions. It should yeah. be fine. I've got to say, like as a running coach, having um, coached quite a few people who've done like ball sports like tennis mm-hmm. or um, netball, like. That plyometric that you do yeah. just all day on a hard surface, it yeah. really makes you really strong. So it's it's, it's like the perfect foundation, really. Mm. Yeah, um, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. There's definitely some advantages of spending many years jumping. <laughs> yeah. As opposed to, like, there's a lot of triathletes who get into it from the swimming background. Yeah. It's like you've never hit the ground before in your life. Yeah, but, and injuries yeah. happen. Yeah. 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 Totally. Cool. So um, 
Then Auckland Marathon, talk us. Like, have you? Is that your first marathon? First marathon, yeah. Wow. Yeah. And is this going into it? You're thinking I'd like to get a marathon under my belt before I dabble in the longer stuff. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Uh, so in 2020, I'm hoping to do my first full Ironman. Cool. Um, and will that be New Zealand? Ironman? No, probably not New Zealand Ironman. Yeah. I'll probably look to do it late, a little bit later in the season. Cool. Uh, uh, sorry, later in the year. Yeah. Um, just to get a full season of halves yeah, under true. my belt yep. here in Australia, New Zealand. Cool. Um, Try but... to keep that streak going. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> yeah. No, no pressure. pressure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, the idea was just to do a marathon. I had just been overseas in the States doing quite a good training block mm. um, with another professional athlete, uh, Jocelyn McCauley, who was, cool. race, who was training for Kona. Yeah. Uh, so I was her sort of training partner and so I'd done some really good training for, it was around like four weeks, um, big training block. So I thought, well, I may as well make the most of that. Mm. Um, and it was just good timing, the Auckland marathon. Cool. I had actually entered the half, uh, and I got an email saying, do I want to do the full? Because they were looking for more people to do the full nice, distance, and so yeah. I was like, oh, "Okay." <laughs> um, so that was like two weeks out from the event. Cool. <laughs> yeah, so awesome. And how how was the race? First of all, like um, people often talk about the bridge being pretty tough, but um, yeah. I often find that those little ups and downs through the North Shore, are yeah, a the, bit niggly. The first half is definitely tough, yep. uh, and if you don't pace that right, then you pay for it later. Mm. Uh, so I had very strict instructions from my coach to stick to a pacing plan um, and not go any faster in the cool. first half. So I think I d- and I did do that, and I think that is what won me the race in the end, and also just made it more enjoyable. Yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of people talk about when they hit you know that thirty five, thirty six k mark, and then it's just like an absolute grovel to the end. Yeah. Uh, and I definitely felt it at that mm. point, but it. It was also fine. Um, and so I finished the race feeling good and just actually enjoying the whole thing. So, yeah, totally. um, which is really, I think, is really important for your first one as well. Totally. Uh, you don't yeah. want to come away with a bad experience and yeah. not want to do it again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And the number of people I've talked to that are like one and done marathon yeah, runners. Yeah, exactly. And it's often because they didn't train properly and yeah. went out there. And, Longest run was 12k. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, cool. And what was that feeling like coming into Vic Park there and, and taking the win? Yeah, it was it was awesome. It's a great atmosphere. It's a massive event. Yeah. Um, the Auckland Marathon. So, um, yeah, a lot of people around and just yeah, really really cool. A bit L- of a surprise. So. Lots of people, but there's some really quiet, lonely spots along out. Tamaki Drive. Yeah, there. yeah, definitely. It's quite early yeah. in the morning, so there's not that many people out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, I've had a few lonely moments out there yeah. trying to I keep think being, on pace. Being a triathlete, you you get that in triathlon, yes, a fair bit, especially yeah. on the bike. So for yeah. me, it didn't worry me at all. Yeah, sort of disappear for ninety k and yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, head yeah. down. Yeah, cool. Mm. So next up, you've got um, Topo Ironman uh, seventy point three. Yeah. Yep. And then any more running races next year? Have you got anything? Um, I haven't planned my next year. I planned a couple of half iron distance races at the beginning of 2020 and other than yep. that I haven't really planned any but I probably will do like I do like to um, dabble in the p- pure running yeah, cool. uh, events as well uh, I also did the Waiheke half marathon this year actually nice um, that's always a fun one to go and do yeah yeah um, so yeah. I will probably do 
at least a couple of half marathons, yeah. uh, if not a full. Marathon. And do you find they give you a bit of confidence if you know you can hit this time in a straight half, yeah. and then you can go, I don't know whether it's five minutes slower or something, yeah. or yeah. Yeah. work out some sort of calculation? for. Yeah, I think so. And it, it's just good fun being able to go and do a pure running event and not have to take so much equipment with you. And yeah. It's just yeah. easier logistics wise. And, yeah. um, yeah, it's just, I, I like running the most out of the three disciplines. Cool. So for me, it's yeah. Yeah. And you start the run fresh. When I, when I did a little yeah. bit of triathlon, I only lasted like a season. <laughs> and in the end I was like, my favorite sport is I feel horrible. And yeah. I, and I wish yeah. it could just be reversed. Yeah. Um, there probably are reverse triathlons out there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. It's definitely, it's a different feeling running off the bike than what it is purely running. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Cool. Yeah. So last, last question. Um, obviously you were playing netball and then you got into, into swimming and that sort of led to other things. Um, there's a lot of runners who will be listening to this who are injured and mm-hmm. contemplating, man, what can I do for my, my cardiovascular fitness? So yeah. any tips around getting into swimming and not looking like a total runner in the pool? <laughs> <laughs> uh, looking like a total runner in the pool is fine because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you've got to start somewhere and everyone starts, you know, yeah, at the beginning. I did. Off, off the bottom. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so when I first started swimming, I actually swam... I joined a, a group, which always yeah, helps. Cool. It's really nice to have people around yeah. Um, yeah. and just, yeah, friends to swim with because yeah, otherwise it can totally. be pretty boring. Yeah. Um, and I actually swam in a squad uh, wearing fins the entire time. Oh, nice. Yeah, so my injury was a foot injury, so I could wear fins. There's some injuries you wouldn't be oh, able cool. to wear fins. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that just meant I could keep up totally. to start with. Yeah. Yeah, and then over time got faster and faster yeah. uh, and just shorten the fins and... yeah yeah <laughs> eventually took them off <laughs> yeah um yeah so it, it's oh. it's a really good way to learn how to swim better as well if you're surrounded by people that you can um learn from and sort of oh. watch their technique and and get tips from them so i definitely swim with people yep. yeah awesome mm-hmm. nice well thanks so much for joining the show how can people follow you um instagram uh, inst- facebook instagram is probably yeah instagram yep. or facebook although probably instagram mostly cool yeah the um and so dr hannah wells which just reminded me i haven't asked you about the doctor so <laughs> so where where did the doctor thing come in you went to university for a while was that yeah. to do a phd yes yeah so i did an engineering degree down in palmerston north at yep. Massey, and then I did a PhD up in Auckland at Massey awesome. as well. Cool. Um, and, and what's your what's your area? What's your um, so I did biotech engineering, and then my thesis, or my PhD, was on collagen-based biomaterials. Wow. Yeah. Fascinating. Mm. <laughs> Can you explain, um, unravel um, that mystery of large words? For me? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so long story short, I was working mostly with medical-based materials um, for surgical applications such as hernia repair and breast reconstruction. Mm. Um, And it was about developing these uh, surgical meshes or materials from natural sources of animal skin. So you get animal skin and you decellularize out or everything other than the collagen structure. Sure. Um, So that's the main protein in our skin and all connective tissues. And then... um, building those back up to be a natural biomaterial for... And work in the surgery. human body. And work in the human body, yeah. Far out. Yeah. 
is that so it's it's happening like that sort yeah, of technology yeah yeah it is wow. happening yeah yeah we're working with a few companies but largely one out of the states um called integra life sciences and they make those that's amazing yeah. so in your in your spare time when you're not out there winning every triathlon you enter, um, uh, you, you do some research? Yeah, right? so, well, yeah, at the moment I am a research fellow now for Massey University. Okay. Um, however, I have actually resigned uh. <laughs> <laughs> to become a full-time yeah. athlete in 2020. So oh, well done. Up until yeah. now, I've um, been working and training and racing. Cool. But 2020 might look a little bit different. Better sad to let you go. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Cool. Well, well done for making that transition. It must be a gutsy yeah. move. To, yeah. Yeah. To go full pro. Yeah. Um, and yeah, wish you all the best. Thank you.